welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders who learn the why and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. This episode of the Leadership Legacy Podcast, I have the honor of sitting with Dr. Stacy Nixon, who is the director of Auburn Center for Educational Outreach and Engagement at Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama, and with Dr. Carol Archer, who is an international trainer and coach and president of Carol Archer and Associates. We're here to talk about culture and culture bumps and what that means. So, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Our pleasure. Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about what a culture bump is and how you got started in developing this this curriculum, this ideology, this online website and and mobile application. A culture bump is very simply a difference. Anything that we encounter that may be different. Now, the term came about because I, at the time that, that, that I coined the term, it, I was working with international national cultures. Mm-hmm. So a, originally a culture bump would be something that happened between an American and a Japanese, or a Saudi and a, China, a Chinese person. Um, but it's just anything that's different. Now then, as we continued to work with it, we started uh, applying it in other areas. It's, so it could be a difference between a male and a female, or uh, between different generations, or between different regions or ethnicities. Uh, um, we have very recently started applying it particularly with political differences between a conservative and a liberal, uh, between people religions. But it's, mm-hmm. it is a specific behavior that is different. Uh, I think the exact definition, it is when we have expectations of a particular uh, behavior in a specific situation and we encounter something that is different than what we expected. And that expectation is my expectation based on what I would do. So that means that, for example, if I'm from West Texas, when I greet another female friend, I say, hi, how are you? Uh, And I know that someone from Argentina would go hola and kiss me on the cheek. So that expectation, I know she does that, but it's still a culture bump because my expectation in this particular definition is what I would do. It's when anybody does something different than the way I would do it. So getting that information out to a a wide audience is, is crucial. In our world today, we have a lot of culture bumps based on expectations that people have for certain, gen- like you said, certain genders, certain races, and those culture bumps are causing culture wars. How do we as a society take the information that y'all are getting through, through the research that's been done for the last 40 years and get that out um, to where people can kind of understand and, and take some of those expectations that they, that they think should be there and, and learn well, I think that, um, that that's a great question, and I think that's where technology really comes in. Because for the first time, uh, 
with technology, with the use of an, of an app, an application, or with online courses, this can be, be made available to people before and in the development of it, I think it was actually very good that as this has been developed over these last 40 years, we have been able to do it in face-to-face -face trainings or mm -hmm. coursework. So we've had a lot of very in-depth experience in knowing, okay, this works and this is why it works. But as you say, to be able to make this available on a much greater scale, technology has been really critical. And so, for example, the CultureBund app, which uh, we developed here at Auburn University, it was actually came out in, in 2015. And what we really wanted to do that, because we know that there are some things through this 40 years of work, we know there's some critical things. If we just use the term culture bump, that begins to shift the way we process information. Mm -hmm. So if instead of saying, God, that guy is really weird, or look at that, I, if I say, whoa, I just had a culture bump with that guy. So a couple of things happen. Number one, the emphasis is my responsibility. I can do something about me. I really have no power over somebody over there. Mm -hmm. But it, it shifts the way my brain processes what I am actually seeing in that moment. And so the language itself is really critical. When we start using that, for example, in the app and start saying this is a specific behavior and it is called a culture bump, mm -hmm. it, it what we discovered is that we can get the same effect in a much, much shorter time. When we designed the app, all we really wanted is for people to start using the word culture bump. That's really all we thought we could get, which was great. I mean, we wanted that. Mm -hmm. But when we actually went back and collected data on it being used in classrooms, what we found is that not only did people start using the, the word, but what we didn't really anticipate was because the data is actually collected using this whole culture bump process, it carries with it, the data carries, is inherently carries the universal situations. So people, even in an app, are actually operating from a universality that we don't normally do. We do not normally operate from the perspective that, oh, um, coming into a classroom late is a universal situation. It's something we do, we don't do, we like it, we don't like it, we have ideas about it, but we don't think about that's a universal situation. We don't think universality. It is, it is counterintuitive to think that way. But when we put that on the app and then put the specific behavior in different countries, it allows people to immediately get that. It is... It's, um, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, talking er we were talking earlier about you know, specific situations where a certain people from a country, say Saudi Arabia or, or something like, or another country, they typically, the students will sit uh, with their arms crossed and kind of a stern face. And if you're not aware of the different cultural traditions and just the way that people are brought up, you would... As an American, I would say that's being disrespectful or they're not paying attention or they're mad at me or they're angry at what I'm saying when in reality that is the way that that culture is brought up to pay attention and to pay respect. And so uh, I, I agree. I think it's very important that the information that y'all have gets out there uh, to just help people. You know, we have enough hate and misunderstanding in this world. Mm -hmm. We don't want to put our perceived our expectations on somebody who is actually trying to, you know, show us the proper respect, you know, or 
just learning how other cultures do the same things that we do and being able to interact with those cultures as we go and visit or as they come and visit us. Yes. Which is huge. I mean, the United States is supposed to be the land of the free, but we we put up our walls and we want it our way or nobody's way. Mm-hmm. And I think as a, as, a, as a country in the United States, we need to be more open to this type of information and making sure that we're setting the example or helping set the example. One of the reasons that Dr. Archer and I got involved was because in 2010, when I was working in faculty development, our department, the Biggio Center, decided to do what we called a cross-cultural symposium. And one of my jobs was to find the speakers for that symposium. And a colleague walked into my office and handed me a copy of a book. And it was called Living with Strangers in the USA. And I read the book, and the book was written by one Dr. Carol Archer. And so I found her contact information and called her about coming to Auburn to speak. And she told me right away, I don't speak about diversity. I speak about my culture bump theory. Well, having read the book, I understood that. And not only having read the book, but having come from California and having learned, been trained, and, and, and having taught critical race theory, having taught diversity, I knew the difference between what Dr. Archer had originated and what was already out there. And I had the sneaking suspicion that while some of these other methods can turn people against one another, not in its intention, but just in the result that comes about from focusing on our differences, that she had created something that brings people to common ground. And so after, I think, hours of talking on the telephone, it was, we both decided, I, I think this is really something that you need to bring to the state of Alabama and to Auburn in particular. And Dr. Archer agreed, she came to Auburn, and we had an audience of about two or 300 people. And in all of my years of cross-cultural work, working with difference, trying to teach things like critical race theory, I saw something after her keynote address that I had never seen in this arena before. I saw a room full of people who were different races, different nationalities, different ethnicities, languages of origins, countries of origin, all shaking their head in a sort of agreement that, wow, this makes sense. I understand now a new approach to people and things that are strange to me. As a matter of fact, as soon as she completed her speech, a man walked up to me and he said, as a middle-aged white man, I get tired of being blamed for everything that's wrong with the other races. He said, this is the first time I have ever heard anyone talk about this subject in a way that it doesn't put the onus on me. I don't have to take responsibility for anything but me and figuring out how I can work better with other people. This feels so good. I knew we were on to something. And so spreading culture bump then became 
I don't know, one of my new passions. <laughs> because I thought, we need it. And if I can't do anything else but help the Auburn community and Alabama spread this, then we need to do this. And that is how Dr. Arch's relationship with Auburn University was formed. Yes. And the th I think the thing that's really critical in this is that we don't deny the differences. We start with the difference. We just don't stay there. Mm -hmm. We start with the difference and we go right on until we find the common ground that brings us back. And it's not about becoming not anything. It's about having a way of understanding the way we live with one another so that we can have, we can deepen our relationships. I find for myself, because I grew up in West Texas, I grew up with a particular mindset, and I have a different way of seeing things. It doesn't mean that I don't have culture bumps. I have culture bumps all the time. I just don't, I, I just don't let them decide where I'm going to go. I use them. I use them as something to understand more about me and the possibility of understanding somebody else and if I want to to take on something new in my life my 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 world view has gotten much bigger and it's all conscious I can go back to being somebody when I write poetry I like to write poetry and my poetry is usually about West Texas it's about West Texas so I can go back to where I came from it's not something that I've denied or gone away from I've simply gotten more What's the biggest challenge for Culture Bump right now? Well, from our perspective, the biggest challenge is moving Culture Bump in a direction that it is accessible to the masses. After years of doing in-person trainings, we came to realize that for as great as this message is, for as great a tool as Culture Bump is, we could do workshops every day for the rest of our lives and never begin to reach the numbers of people that we need to reach. And so it became our mission to figure out how do we get something that could be complex, simplified and amplified in such a way that it reaches the masses. One of the things that uh, we've engaged in is, is, is traveling and teaching it that way, but you are still very limited in the audiences that you can touch. In 2012, I did a Fulbright in uh, Cape Town, South Africa, the University of Cape Town. And when it was all said and done and I came back and I met with Dr. Archer, I flew 10,000 miles, stayed for part of a semester, and still could only reach a very limited audience of people. So what is it we can do differently to reach more? And that's when we started looking at the possibilities of technology. We know for a fact that technology is the key mm -hmm. to us reaching the masses while maintaining the authenticity of what Culture Bump is. Mm -hmm because the tool has to be authentically used in order for it to be successful, sustainable, and have any type of longevity with people. I agree, absolutely. I think finding, um, we, we know what makes it work. We've got 40 years of solid, 
we have so much and the, because the initially it was done with people on a global basis this was not developed with Americans mm -hmm. this was developed with Americans and Venezuelans and people from Japan and people from China and from from the globe because my, the work was with internationals mm -hmm. so that we know what is we've been able to weed out what is particular to one culture mm -hmm. and so what we have left is what is really authentic to the to the human experience but again just to echo dr nixon technology is the real key now we know how to we know how to generate the the uh, content that uh, that is that is authentic and that follows to the letter the the process that we know that has to be there we know how to do that mm -hmm. we know and it and we're counting on technology quite frankly I think having people to have this ability not everybody will want to do this. But I truly believe that there are masses of people out there who really dislike the, the, the divisions and the divisiveness mm -hmm. and the, the mean-spiritedness, the, 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 the incivility that, that, that seems to just permeate you know, our social media and our, our, our coffee shops. And they would really love to have something that could make it could make Thanksgiving dinner a lot more palatable. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have we can even have culture bumps in our own families. I mean, with the diversity of families um, all over the world now. I mean, like you said, with Thanksgiving dinner, I mean, you can have people of different races sitting around the dinner table, and there's you can cut the tension with a knife. Yeah. And, um, you know, if we could just get people thinking, hey, we're all, we're all on earth together. We're yeah. all part of a big team. And why, why treat each other the way we treat each other? And I mean, you know, there's evil in the world and there's nothing we can do about it except for our part. That's right. Um, <clears throat> I, I remember one, one of the things I think that one of my best memories. I was working with a group of uh, graduate business students at, in the College of Business at the University of Houston and it happened to fall over the, the Easter uh, or the, the spring holidays and I had a young woman in there and after the holidays she came up to me and she said, Dr. Archer, she said, I just wanted to let you know that she said I have been estranged from my mother for the last, and I don't recall, but a, a number of years, maybe mm -hmm. four or five years. She said I hadn't spoken to her and she said, but she said, when we were, what we were learning about culture bumps, she said, I got to thinking, that's what's happening with my mother. And she said, I want you to know that uh, I reconciled with my mother oh, wow. over this break. And she said, it was a culture bump. It was a mother break, break bump. And, uh, wow. so, so absolutely, you're right. So I would say that our, with that being our challenge, our hope, is to be able to use technology in order to, to expand the touch of Culture Bump. We are incorporating new and, and, and young minds to help us adapt what is sound research-based information into a technologically-based program.
We are looking at doing courses online. We're looking at expanding the help, the, the app, with the help of uh, some leverage from Culture Bump's home institution, which is now Auburn University. Um, we're looking at how we can, Culture Bump has been a part of corporate America and corporations in other places, but we want to see how we can get into the corporate mainstream to make this available on many levels in business, healthcare, and other areas that we've already done research in and we know that this approach works, but we are just looking forward to the technological expansion that's going to allow us into the many fields across thousands of people that should be and could be impacted with Culture Bomb. Thank you both so much for, for sitting down. I know y'all got a lot going on, so I appreciate your time this evening. It's our pleasure. Thank you. Hey, this is your host, Tony Oravet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Show notes and information on today's guest are on leadershiplegacy.show. 